When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can help him. You can log in and help him. Oh, no way to sugarcoat this one. Let's therapy together. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Losers Lounge. This is the Losers Lounge of all Losers Lounges, man. As the Nuggets get dominated by Joel Embiid and the 76ers in the second half. A collapse. My God, the vibes were so high at one point in this game. They were unbelievable. They were high, then and they adjust- were low. An adjustment by Doc Rivers in the second half that was very interesting. Gives us a lot of stuff to talk about. Absolutely changed the entire texture of this game in the second half. That's the thing, man. Losing to the 76ers is rough. But losing it partly because of a Doc Rivers coaching adjustment. (laughs) That's down real bad. That sticks the dagger even deeper, man. (laughs) We'll get to the good news first. We're presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook. Dev, we made some money tonight. Yeah, we we made money tonight. All pretty much all of our bets hit. All the bets hit except for the the money line. That was the only one. I got Brendan vote with me. Well, that wasn't fun. Oh. <laughs> I don't I don't have much more than that. Hey, yeah. Philly did what they needed to do today, and B did what he needed to do. Yeah, you tip your hat to him. Over here, I got Harrison Wind. We'll see if I can make it through this post game show with my voice. Uh, just coming off the uh, watch along, man. I've been yeah. talking for three hours straight, so. I won't throw it to you too we'll often. See. Yeah. No, you can still throw it to you me. You can be Please. the decoy. Please throw it to me. <laughs> then over I here, got I got Superstar say. Dev. Um, I flew too close to the sun. I flew way too close to the sun. There were some ups in that game. It was, it was fun. Then it got sad. Then it got big sad. Uh, D-Line may be joining a little bit later. He, guys, <laughs> Maybe. He's, um, he's an uncle. He's not a dad. You know, the uncle, the birthday parties, he's going to be there. When the bad report card comes in. The you, don't have, you don't have enough room for all of us. I was gracious enough to give Dev my seat. Very I'm gracious. Very gracious. I was saying, when the report card comes in and it's time for the tough talk, Uncle Uncle's out of there. He's, he, <laughs> Uncle's not hanging around. The time to mow the grass, Uncle's like, hey, man, it's not my grass. I just I just hang out here. I have some beers. No, he'll, he'll be joining us here in a, in a little bit. So he'll pick up the vo- – we're going to get big sad, and then he'll come in and tickle us all. Just like, he'll Giggle be the good us uncle back and to happiness. Give us some, some raspberries, some belly, belly bows. Um, let's get a quick recap in here real quick, guys, just to run through it. Um, to start this game, Jokic missed his first jumper, and then Embiid comes down and gets an and one on Jokic. It felt like, oh, God, that was the worst possible start. But yeah. then it was all nuggets after that for the rest of the half. Jokic drew a foul on Embiid. Jokic stripped Embiid twice on some jumpers. MPJ hit two threes. He had it going early on. Uh, Harding kept trying to ISO MPJ out of a timeout. It's one of my notes that we have. There's some big picture stuff in this one. Once we set the emotion aside, once we get through that part of it, there's actually some big picture stuff that I think we should talk about. Harden going after MPJ is one of them. Jokic hit a three. Nuggets were rolling in the Herald minutes. Once Embiid went to the bench, Nuggets boosted that lead way up. Then Jokic, then Embiid comes back in kind of early, actually, Dev. It's not his usual. They brought him back kind of quick, like, all right, we can't play Herald. Jokic draws a second foul on Embiid. Um, the, ha- the quarter ended. Dever was dominating. The quarter ended with Embiid hitting back-to-back threes, and it kept a minute. Embiid was knocking. His jumper, he was feeling it tonight. <laughs> 38-29 Nuggets. 
Zeke in at backup center, not DeAndre as I had predicted. Murray helps one pass away, gives up a three. Michael Malone called a timeout 17 seconds into the quarter. Yeah. I thought it was to tell him to not help one pass away. They kept helping one pass away, so I don't know. Um, Zeke missed a wide open layup and was getting destroyed. Early on in the Zeke minutes, I was like, my God, he is they throw in the towel. Oh, my God, he's getting murdered. But Zeke did make a couple hustle plays later on to kind of save that. Nuggets only lost those minutes by three. Flagrant foul on Bruce uh, on a three-point contest was a killer. Absolute killer, man. Like, it didn't look malicious. He tried to contest. Unfortunate, his foot goes there. It's just the way the NBA is right now. I honestly believe if you have to run out at a shooter, you just have to run him off the line and jump to the side. There's no point. Honestly, it's too risky trying to, like, truly contest a shot. It's just not worth it, I think, uh, when you look at the numbers. But then the Nuggets started murdering again. To end the half, it got close for a moment there, and you're like, all right, now who, how you close quarters is how you win games. Denver closed so strong, getting exactly what they wanted and getting defensive stops. 73-58, Nuggets up 15 points at the half. Jokic, to that point, I thought outplayed uh, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid made his shots, but Jokic was getting everything he wanted the Nuggets offense to get in that half, and defensively, Embiid was only getting jumpers. He wasn't getting anything else. Denver was doing a great job of controlling the game, and they were up 15. At the half, Doc Rivers made two very interesting and important adjustments. The first one was, of course, that he put he took Embiid off of Jokic, which is crazy. If Denver would have won this game, guys, even if Embiid had 47 points, I would have had a lot of things to say about how can you ever take a great defensive player off of a guy and say, hey, we're going to put a 6'5 guy on because it's better. Honestly, this was in many ways damning of the 76ers and of Joel Embiid's defense, except it absolutely freaking worked. It worked like magic to be, to put Embiid as the back line. We've seen this, by the way, with Gobert, Bam Adebayo. Like, we've seen this with all the good defensive bigs in the league. Every team, teams have tried this. Nurkic has not guarded him for periods. I never thought we'd see it with Embiid, but they did it, and it worked, to their credit. They also put a lot of size on Jamal Murray. They ran Tobias Harris on Jamal Murray, and they ran uh, Matisse Thibel on, on Jamal Murray, and Murray had no response in this game. I don't know if it was lack of focus or if the size just disrupted him, but either way, those two adjustments completely stymied Denver. 5-0 run to start. Murray landed on his elbow hard. Um, Nuggets get a timeout. They come out of the timeout and actually get a couple plays. Um... And Malone, remember, P.J. Tucker was being super physical with Yoke inside. Didn't get a foul call, what I thought was a clear one. Yoke was pissed. Malone re- yells at the refs, and then he gets a soft call on Tucker. It actually worked, and then Tucker picked up a tech. So a little bit of text back and forth of people trying to tell the refs how this game was supposed to be officiated. Um, but then where the game was really lost, the Nuggets were up 15 points, you guys. 15 points Man. with 2 minutes and 27 seconds left in the third quarter. They had survived. The adjustment survived the blow. All they needed was to stay focused. I thought Jamal Murray to end this quarter was as bad in terms of focus as you could possibly be. Remember the play dribbling behind his back, circling under the bat, just dancing with the ball, and then ends up heaving up a shot at the end of the shot clock because he wasted the entire possession. Just so unfocused that they went from up 15 with 227 to up just two points heading into the fourth quarter, including a Joel Embiid rip-through move 90 feet from the basket that Bruce Brown somehow fell for. Just a killer. Like, honestly, if you look at this game, Denver did a good job. That stretch is a killer. Yep. Fourth quarter. Starts with a Murray knee-to-knee. He took a knee-to-knee on, uh, with Ty- Tybal. Got a knee-to-knee. No foul, but it's just an unlucky play. Jeff Green had no intensity in this game is one of my notes. There were just multiple plays where he wasn't ready, including the and one 
where he didn't even make an impact, just gave it an I thought it was unacceptable, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And then a backbreaker of a three. I thought Denver was like, all right, there were so many minutes where it's like you played all these, did all these bad things, but you're still in it. You could win it. One of those plays was you get down to one second left on the shot clock. Bruce Brown blocked James Harden. Uh, one second on the shot clock. I think it was Jamal Murray, too, but somebody just fell asleep on the inbound play. Gives Niang a wide open three, and he hits it. A backbreaker. You did everything. You were right there. You just needed to stop their momentum to give them a buzzer beater three from a role player in that moment was just an absolute killer. Also a killer, Embiid hit all of his mid-range jumpers in the fourth quarter, minus two of them down the stretch. He did miss two, but he, he was hitting them, and then he hit a three. And then with Denver down, I think, three points, Michael Porter, no, down five, Michael Porter got a wide open three at the elbow off of a great offensive possession. Misses it. You go the other way. Tobias Harris gets an open three. He hits it. That was the game. KCP did hit a big three. You thought, okay, maybe there's a chance. Joel Embiid with a step back three to all but clinch it and to get the crowd going. Uh, Hat tip, Embiid absolutely dominated Jokic in the second half. If you scored the first half like a boxer, I would say it was 10-9 Jokic. He he had the upper hand. If you did the second one, it was 10-7. Second half was 10-7. Absolutely dominant. All right, Dev. That's what happened. Give us your big takeaway. My biggest takeaway in this game was um, Embiid versus Jokic. Um, Like you said, it's a hat tip to Embiid in this game. He finishes with 47 points, 18 uh, rebounds in this game. And heading into this game, it was much talk about this being his Super Bowl, this being something that meant a lot to him. He played like it in every single way. Um, Took 31 shots in the game. Um, Took over. Took uh, advantage of mismatches. Um, where on the other side, Yoke played his regular game. It didn't mean, or it didn't look like it meant as much to him. Um, and you just want him to get into that competitive spirit, into that type of mindset. So um, this was a game clearly that Embiid outdueled um, Jokic in, and um, hopefully there's lessons on Jokic's side of that's how I need to come uh, and play. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man, I agree. Like that's has to do with my big takeaway as well. I think this game was lost in that third quarter. I think it was lost when Denver gave up that 15-point lead. Jamal Murray had a lot to do with that. But then down the stretch in the fourth quarter, when Joel Embiid was going off, like Nicole Jokic had no answer. He, he had no answer for him. And, I mean, you just look at Jokic's second-half stats. Eight points, two of five shooting, four rebounds, four of six, six turnovers. Um. He wasn't very good in the second half. He let P.J. Tucker dictate this fourth quarter, I felt like. And, like, that can't happen, man. You you can't let P.J. Tucker do that to you. So I'm probably going to get canceled in Serbia. But, man, I was I was disappointed with Nikola Jokic down the stretch of this game. Like, Joel Embiid wanted it. The game was there for the taking. He took it. Do you? And Nikola Jokic seems like he kind of just let it happen. Here's where he took it, was he took it on jumpers. And part of me, like, tries to think of the logic of all of this. You know, Embiid hitting jumpers to me is like an okay. He beats you one way there. He's not going to get to the line. Nobody else is eating, whatever. And we've seen this, like, this has been Jokic's strategy now last year when they won in Philly and now this year where they lost, yeah. where it was like, he's going to give him that. He's going to swipe at it and he's going to try to mess with him. But if he hits his shot, so be it. You could still win even when he's hitting. So part of me is... The defensive part of this, I'm almost less concerned about. Yeah, it wasn't I, even mostly the defense. I feel like it was more Jokic's offense. The, he was so passive, like yeah. so timid. The entire Nuggets team was, and I feel like they just kind of followed Jokic's lead in that respect. I, I thought he looked a little shook in the second half. 
I never see him sort of mess up the calculation of I'm in the floater zone. Like Aaron Gordon's in the dunker spot. Is this an alley? He missed it up a, a few times. There were a yeah. couple of times where he just look. Let's be frank. Embiid's presence, I think, threw him off a little bit. You tip your hat. But to this Embiid. is why the adjustment's big, is because it wasn't Embiid guarding him. It was Embiid patrolling Precise, the paint precisely, and that was the aspect that I thought Jokic yeah. overthought. And then there were even a couple examples where Jokic had a lane to the rim. He had a floater to take, and he looked, you know, for Aaron Gordon on the dump off and stuff. I just. It, it wasn't. It, it was rare because Jokic is usually so aggressive in these big moments. I feel like, and, and this wasn't today. For, I'm with you all the way. I, I co-signed that. For me, my big takeaway, like Embiid outplayed Jokic. I thought Doc outcoached Malone today, yeah. and I, like I, the Jeff Greenman is to me. I rarely do this after one game. You get yourself in a lot of trouble when you're fired up after a loss, and you're like, I've got a reactionary take. I'm good on the Jeff Green minutes. I'm good. He doesn't I like he doesn't have intensity to him, you know? Like he yeah. plays like a guy that really manages his own emotions in a way that maybe is healthy for him, but like in a game like this you want to be like it's the foxhole. Everybody we're going to the mattresses and for him he just couldn't be bothered on some of these. I mean, he had one rebound I think in 19 minutes tonight and there was a bunch that were for him that were Dude. not 50-50. They were like Jeff Green's chance to grab a rebound, he just didn't even try for it. And you're thinking Guys, this game's going to come down to a razor's edge. It can't be effort. Like, Bruce Brown was bad today. Yeah. He played hard. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Green didn't play hard. And it's like, hey, man, this is the one game that you have to check in for in the regular season. And also, for whatever I don't understand from my couch about how demanding it is to be a pro athlete, Jeff Green gets paid a lot of money to care about the minutes he gets. And if he doesn't, like, let's give him to Vlaco because I think Vlaco cares. And yeah. I, this is just one game. My bigger picture takes are not thrown off. Nothing's off course. But if Jeff can't get up for this one, then I'm good. Like, yeah. I'm good. Um, I think for me, my big takeaway is, you know, this game remind me reminded me of a Peyton Manning bad playoff game. You know, Peyton Manning just, when he knows what the game plan is and it's working, like, he just is picking, like, every pass, you're like, my God, this guy's a genius. Nobody's on his level. But a team throws something at him that confuses him. All of a sudden, you see him making really weird passes and taking sacks and stuff. That was Peyton Manning's M.O. throughout his career. To me, that was Jokic in this game. He, they made an adjustment that Denver was not prepared for, and some of this is not on Jokic. It's on, as you pointed out, Michael Malone, the coaching staff. And by the way, I think more than as a sneaky amount on Jamal Murray, who mm. has to be the guy that breaks you when you have the opportunity to run this. But nonetheless, with Jokic, a lot of this was he just looked confused, and we rarely see him confused. Yeah. He was thrown off by this adjustment. It's clearly not one they were prepared for. Yeah. And it's one that is funny because Denver has seen this defense before. I thought they should have ran Aaron Gordon more as the ball handler. If, if Embiid's going to guard him, then make him go out on the perimeter and guard, guard out on the perimeter. They didn't do that stuff today. Um, they weren't prepared for it, and their offense got stuck in the mud. That's weird that they weren't prepared for it. Um, I mean, I feel like preparing for this game you would think that'd be something philly could do like they have pj tucker he's a really good defender he's defended big men in the past but yeah doc rivers made that adjustment and denver's entire offense was just thrown off from that point forward uh, you do need to go i do think though you need to get jamal murray in these moments and one of them is if you're not going to have a big in a pick and roll with Jokic and murray then you need to murder you need to absolutely feast on those and murray sure. again today just for whatever reason was on his heels so when the game mattered yeah. most he kind of felt like it was in the bag we've seen that this is my biggest thing about jamal murray is he is a star player he has superstar talent 
and I hate that he doesn't tap into it more often. Yeah. And tonight, this is the biggest thing. is like, Jokic, I'm not trying to let him off the hook. He was bad. Those passes were bad. He should have shot more. He should have demanded more. And I honestly think he was confused. But there's this other label of layer of P.J. Tucker's guarding the pick and roll right now, Murray. Get to your spot, get a sure. jumper, and just punish them to where it feels helpless that they're like, what are we doing guarding this guy like this? We shouldn't do it. He wasn't interested, though. Yeah, yeah. Jamal did not have it uh, in this one. And it was the energy from, like, the opening tip. We've seen small spurts in the game where it did look like he uh, um, had it, but the aggression was not there. Uh, the competitive spirit that's usually there wasn't there. And then also he just com he continued to get banged up throughout the game. There was a lot of moments that he's on the ground or he's um, taking a chest. I mean, an elbow to the chest or a knee to the leg. And I think that just took away from that. But like you said, uh, especially with, with Jokic um, kind of being passive in a way, it was on Jamal to be able to be aggressive and, and try to get himself going, um, especially with the all. I mean, the defense all locked in on just trying to slow down Jokic. I think he understood this is a game that I'm going to have to scoop back in, let other people uh, get involved. Jamal's shot was not falling, um, not getting to his spots um, down low, um, and just bad decision making. And I felt like it went throughout the, the game. So, yeah, this was a game that uh, Jamal could have stepped in and been the guy, and I think that would have changed the outcome of the game. I think he's also hurt. I mean, part of this was he was questionable coming into it. He was probably yeah, a little so banged up. So was Joel Embiid. <laughs> and so was Joel Embiid. So was Jokic. Like, a lot of guys, I think, uh, were, you know, were, are banged up in this game. But, you know, some players stepped up. Joel Embiid, obviously, chief among them. Um, I do think, though, this is a huge narrative driver. And this is for rightfully so. Embiid kicking Jokic's ass to the degree that he did. And then having the highlight plays, the dunk. The step back, the three, dagger, yeah. the dagger, like having those. I do feel like this will have ripple effects for the upcoming weeks. This isn't one that's like over the weekend. This happened. I think it's like narrative shifter now. Oh, man, this is going to be the most memorable game of the season for the 76ers. Most likely. But I think in the NBA. Uh, yeah, like Monday. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Monday's, Monday's conversation. Oh, when we talk about it's MVP. This game. It's the MVP race. Yeah. Has Joel Embiid passed Nikola Jokic? And you know what, man? If you want to have that take right now, you I'm not going to oppose it. You Dude, get it. This, you this is the time right to now. have that take, and I don't know if you're completely wrong. Like, Philly fans, this is your time to go crazy. We'd be going crazy if we were on the other side of it. So Honestly, if they I can't fault them. If they would, if the Nuggets would have just pulled this out, the idea of taking Embiid off right. of Jokic right. to me is so big that it would have yeah. been a. To me, it would have been a like seal this one up. This one's over. But again, because the, the adjustment worked, yeah. it went the other way. Yeah. It's like, hey, it's actually smart to take him beat off Jokic. Yeah. I'm upset about this is to go back to Jokic. That adjustment should not have worked. And it was because of Jokic's uh, lack of aggression. You're not supposed to put a forward on him. You're not supposed to put a small forward on him. If he goes and attacks that, they're going to have to force a, uh, um, a double team. They're going to have to force a center back on him. But it was because he's now trying to adjust. Now he's trying to read what's happening. And also, they caught him a lot of times on things that he usually does make. The the backdoor um, the backdoor steals, that's, that's a Jokic special where he hits his guy. He didn't in this game. Um, floater over the top because the double team is slow, that's a, that's a Jokic special. He didn't have that in this game. Um, making sure that he punishes the, the fact that you made that. He didn't, and it made it easy for Jamal Murray to um, not be aggressive as well. Made it easy to where now uh, Michael Porter Jr. is not getting all of the shots. He was knocking down shots in this game, and the ball did not find him anymore. Um, 
Aaron Gordon um, just doing lobs the entire time. So um, this was also on the fact that Jokic did not try to punish them in the ways that you expected the MVP, the back-to-back MVP to punish them. Yeah. Yeah. And then I do think the size also affected Murray. Again, just being able to put the mobile length on him, I thought really flustered him today. Maybe it was just the the injury. I don't know. But then, like, that's true, right? No doubt. But then leaves the tech free throw on the board. Right. You know, the two-man finds him an open three that he's got to just take. No, he's going to wait till the defense catches up and then counter. And, like, there are ways that he can take what's open that – to me, I honestly think this is the difference between the Jamal we know and an all-star, a guy that's going to make the all-star. Game. Yeah. There's six to eight points, one to two assists every night. That was the easy stuff that he kindly declines. And he's so good at so much of the hard stuff that it's like, like, did he play a terrible game? No. But in that stretch, he did as much. It was, to, a, it, it was a 13 to 0 run. It was damning. That's like, and it was you a can't lot do it, it, man. Was, yeah. He, he, like, it's, uh, you know, it. It can look so disconnected when it's not directly connected to Jokic. Right. They've got the two-man game, and then sometimes this year it seemed like Jamal's other stuff is like so disconnected from what they want to do. And it's awesome when he's hitting the shots, but like I don't know, man. His approach was all over yeah. the place. And, today. and that also has to do why I'm just like so disappointed in Joker because there was too much Jamal Murray in the fourth quarter, like down the stretch in this game. Nicole Jokic like had to take control of the team at that point and be like, "All right, like this is what we're running." Like this was a, a leadership moment. I think it could have been for Nicole Jokic, where he just could have taken control of the game and what Denver was doing yeah. on offense and just how the Nuggets were going to play out the rest of this fourth quarter. And he just kind of was like, "All right, I guess this is what we're doing." Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, let's do uh, in segment two. Let's take a report card on all the others which role players stepped up in this game and were there which ones were not we'll do that in segment two guys breckenridge brewery the official beer of dnvr yes podcast number five of the week uh they are doing a nuggets giveaway they're doing the ultimate game day experience giveaway uh this is a really cool offer from breck so they're hooking some nuggets fans up two of you guys with courtside tickets Row 2, Lexus Club Access, free food and drink the entire game, a parking pass, and DNVR gear uh, for a game on March 30th versus the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, How you enter this sweepstakes, go to thednvr.com slash Breck Sweeps, thednvr.com slash Breck Sweeps, and complete the form to enter. Uh, Must be 21+. Uh, the links to this are also in the show description. Winners will be selected one week before each game. Uh, but this is an awesome opportunity. The ultimate game day experience giveaway courtesy of Breckenridge This Brewery. is the coolest giveaway I think we've ever done. Literal courtside awesome. seats and Lexus Lounge. Lexus Club. I've never sat in the Lexus Club. Me neither. I want to one day. This thing is huge, man. You guys, don't be dumb. Sign up. It's free. Yeah, it's free. Two tickets, March 30th against New Orleans. I mean, it's, and it's not going to be like... It's a that good game many too. people applying, you know. Like, I mean, we'll probably get a couple hundred. Like, yeah. your odds are pretty good. Yeah, relative to most raffles. Yeah, get in on this for sure, uh, for sure. Um, also, guys, the get um, your friend to sign up too, because then you have twice the yeah. Two. Double your You're odds. Like, hey, but if you do this, you take me. <laughs> yeah, make sure you get them to sign a contract with that, so they don't <laughs> back out on you. Uh, the American Raptors, guys. If you want to check out uh, some rugby here in Denver at Infinity Park, check out the American Raptors. They've joined a new league the Columbia Rugby Federation. 
It's an intercontinental competition featuring six teams from South America. And the Raptors are the only North American team in the competition. So they're going to play six matches at home, six matches on the road, free tickets at Infinity Park for all these matches. Stay up to date with all the news around the Colorado Raptors move to the brand new Super Rugby Americas by following on at DNVR Rugby. Colton Stricker will be keeping you updated with weekly podcasts and regular content. The America Raptors, they play at Infinity Park. Check them out. All righty, back here, segment two. Let's go through now all the other guys that were out here. Aaron Gordon. Dev, what did you see from him tonight? 18 points, five rebounds, three assists. This was a good game from him, like uh, a really good game. Efficient, um, worked hard, uh, did all the small things, and that's why he's our DraftKings uh, king of the game. Um, he just works hard every single time. You know what you're getting from him. The intensity is going to be up every single time. Um, he's now scoring the ball at a high level and, and very efficient. Um, we're giving a report card. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah it was an A minus for him for me in this game. Okay. For AG. Yeah. I'll give AG an A, man. I, I, I love the game that Aaron Gordon played. I love how strong he tried to finish around the rim the entire game. Like when he was getting those dump off passes from Jokic and Embiid was at the rim, he was going up and trying to dunk on Embiid. Yeah. I love that. So I, I'll give him an A. Eight of 10, played within himself, didn't really take many bad shots. A for me. He, he is our DraftKings Sportsbook's king of the game. We are going to give it to them. What? We did that. Did we already pull it up? <laughs> Def said it. Def already pulled it up. There you go. He just pulled a me. <laughs> what do you got? Um, For Gordon, I'm going to say B plus. I may be A minus. I mean, I have the same note for him as I as I do for another player, which we'll get to. I didn't think he played enough. Um, yeah, he did not. Particularly given how poorly some forwards played off the bench, I thought one Malone's of the two. so weird with this stuff, man. Yeah, man. Like, why, 29 minutes for Aaron Gordon, 29 for Michael and Porter. And again, you got 38 minutes for Jokic, 39 for Murray. Like, you really clearly realize that it's important to play these guys what, heavy minutes what here. What was weird was his first half rotation was a playoff game, must win right. on the road rotation where Jokic played the entire first right, quarter. Right, right. But then you look at the box here and you're like, wow, the bench actually kind of played a lot for how I thought this game was going from a rotation aspect. Yeah, there were multiple points in the second half where you're looking around going, all right, who's ready to play today? Who's ready to make a difference? And neither of those two guys are on the floor. And it's like, why? Yeah. Why? Uh, so Michael Porter will go to next. He was 7 of 11, including 5 of 9 from 3. Porter does run a little hot and cold. We always talk about this. Porter is the most, like, can hit four threes in a quarter and then miss the rest of the game. Like, that doesn't happen with too many players. But nonetheless, he went five of nine. He was a game-high plus eight uh, in his minutes. 20 points, six rebounds. No other stats recorded. Dev? I'm going to give him an A. Um, I really did wish that he did a, a bit more um, in the second half where they just found him. Um, but I feel like he, he started the game like so well, and that's with a lot of other outside you know things on his mind. Right. Um, this is his first game back, um, and he did not get too high, did not get too low. Also, I do feel like they did try to attack him in, in a lot of situations, uh, especially James Harden. I, I don't feel like this was uh, the same type of ways that it was in the past where they're attacking him and they're succeeding every single time or um, they're putting him in spots where he can't. Um, hold his own. I feel like he held his own in this one. So um, I do think that this was a, a, a pretty good uh, game for Michael Porter Jr. And if he finishes uh, or has that same intensity a second half, this is a, an excellent game from him. Yeah, man. Um, I'll go A minus just because 
he did go five and nine from three, so right. it's kind of hard to hate on that percentage. But man, there were a couple just wide open threes in the second half that you felt like Denver needed so badly that he missed. That's the thing is this game was a seven point game and it was there was like no fewer than a dozen plays that could have just changed at any moment yeah. both both directions like the KCP3 was big and got Denver back into it yeah. but there were so many other ones throughout there where you're like okay this is going to change it if you, this happens and so many of them came up poorly for Denver. Yeah. That being said though this being his first game back and like looking as locked in as he did, especially in that first quarter, I mean, he came to play, so he I did. can't hate on him that much. But I'm going to throw this one to you, and it's the harder question with him. I do think that in a lot of the key moments, like we've seen a lot, they Harden Embiid pick and roll. They're going to try to get Porter in that one. Now, it wasn't as pronounced. Is as that his seen. fault though? I'm just telling you that this yeah. is like what teams are going to try to do. Yeah, and and they went to it, and I didn't think I saw so much of that today, where you're, where I was like, oh boy. Like put my head under the covers. But honestly, um, saw it more in the second quarter than the fourth, than the and fourth. And, it, and Denver was making their run then. So right, right. So I didn't think that that was necessarily what cost them. But you're right. I mean, it's much like Bones and Jeff with the bench, like Jokic and Porter. They're gonna go right at them. Um, and out of timeouts, you can always tell where a team thinks their advantages are. One of the big timeouts that they when they came out of it, it was like a Harden ISO. They they were trying to get yeah, him right to ISO him. But yeah. I I thought you know d defensively is like a C. Offensively, I'd give him an A. I, I liked his drives. The floater over Embiid was nice. To me, I think like this team, him, the point guards, the coaching staff need to sit down and figure out how the hell does a guy get that hot to start the game and we don't hear from him until the rest. Like I know he needs to hit that shot in the fourth quarter. I know. But that was also the most in rhythm shooter on the floor that didn't take a shot for like 20 minutes. This is what I mean about trying, like when a team puts Embiid on somebody else, right, you've right. got to start putting him in compromising spots. So right. one of this is he's going to guard Aaron Gordon where he's not going to respect the three-point shot. But you can run actions that make him compromise where he feels like he has to switch onto Michael Porter. And like now, okay, now are you going to rim protect or are you going to guard Porter and we're going to have a guy who's five of yeah. nine in the game go, but Denver didn't was, have that today. It was like when the going got tough for Denver today, they just resulted to the Jokic-Murray two-man game or trying to get Jokic in the post against P.J. Tucker. Like in the first half, remember how nicely the ball was popping? Yeah. Like the ball was moving and then Denver kind of tensed up and they're like, all right, two-man game. Like right. that, That's all we got. And that's right. when Michael Porter fades to the background. Right. Yeah. Uh, KCP, I'll let you go first on this one, vote. KCP had eight points, five rebounds, four assists, three steals. He was a plus five, and he had a couple big defensive plays on Harden. Yeah, I would, I would say B minus B. It was more or less what you needed KCP to do. I mean, you could have asked for a little more, but in a world where the stars step up, you're looking at this and probably saying, yeah, that's, that's why you want KCP in this matchup. Harden hit some big-time shots. Um, throughout this game, but I thought for the most part, it was not the same thing as the old days of like, what is Denver going to do with James Harden? Um, um, so I, I, yeah, I thought KCP was good enough. That three was big. I, I did hate that one kind of forced mid-range shot he took, but he's had so few of those this season. I'm like, yeah, I thought he was pretty good. Um, yeah, I'll give him an A. Like They got to find a way to get KCP some more three-pointers, man. Only two of four from three. The guy's like a 50% three-point shooter. Yeah. Find a way to get him some more looks. Um, and then if we go to the bench, we already talked about Jeff Green. Zeke Naji only 10 minutes tonight. We'll just go to Bruce Brown. Seven points, four rebounds, three assists. What do you got for him, Dev? I'll say a C plus. Yeah. Um, 
Like, I do think that there was, like, some some great rotations from him. I think that he does a great job of um, filling holes, um, even though it doesn't show up on the box score, um, where he's helping out a lot of guys. Um, I do think that um, his his lows were, were pretty low. Um, and, and also, there was uh, there were situations that he should have scored on that he did not. Um, we didn't see that same um, type of getting in, getting out on the fast break and finishing or um, great decision-making in that part. But the defense is always going to have him uh, on the court, have him um, in great situa- situations, and it just helps Denver having him. Yeah. And then Bones Highland, Harrison, 11 points, one rebound, two assists, one steal, two block shots, four of ten shooting. I'll give him a B. I thought Bones was okay today. Um could have been better, but... The threes, man. I just, like, he's been yeah. off a little bit lately. One of six, yeah. and he had some good looks. Yeah, but didn't really make any mistakes. Zero yeah. turnovers. Uh, had a couple really nice finishes. The two blocks. Um, I, I thought Bones was fine today. He didn't stick out necessarily defensively in a bad way or no, anything yeah, like that. No, yeah, he was that. fine. B. Yeah. I'd probably tough. say C-plus for Bones. I All also right. would go much lower on Bruce. Where are you? Bruce had some mistakes today I thought Bruce that were like just a, so loud. I thought man. he was like a D plus C minus. Some just yeah. ba- bad basketball IQ mistakes. Yeah. yeah, it's like uncharacteristically poor the yeah. way he was bad. Let's take a break on the other side. We'll swap D line in here. Uh, say goodbye to Dev. Swap D line in here. He can give us his read on the, uh, on the game. Guys, when you get hurt, Bacchus and Shanker is here to help. Bacchus and Shanker wins. For Colorado families, they help those who are seriously injured in Colorado and have been doing it for 25 years. The coolest thing about Bacchus and Shanker is you don't pay them any money until they win your case. Yeah. And then that's the only way you pay them money is, is if they win your case. And that means the case pays them the money. <laughs> there you go. No upfront fees to speak with them about your case. No fee while they work on your case. And then you only pay them when they win. Uh, Bacchus and Shanker, they've won over $1 billion for their clients. They serve all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. They've got 30 lawyers on staff, 100 staff members. Bacchus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, ride share, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help you if you're injured at work. Call us. They have the easiest phone number to remember. 222-2222. Hold on. Let me see if I can Just start mashing the number two. Just hit the number two. And you'll get through to Bacchus and Until you've got Shanker on the phone. (laughs) Or Bacchus. Or Bacchus. Yeah. Bacchus and Shanker. All they do is win. Also at DraftKings Sportsbook this week, guys. NBA action, of course. We won all our bets. I know. Somehow today. Th- this is the thing. Like, if you really want to understand, like, what uh, sports betting can do for you, should be miserable and miserable. Yeah. One hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Take your shot at turning buckets into big cash with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. They are my go-to for hoops action. Looking for an even bigger payout? Take their shot at Friday night favorites. All you have to do is go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Opt in, place a select two-leg pregame moneyline parlay, get a 50% profit boost. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code DNVR. New customers bet $5 on the NBA. Get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code DNVR. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, back here, segment three, and we got D-Line hey, joining hey, us. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, you were listening to the show over there as you were walking. Not really. All right. Uh, <laughs> give us your, your thoughts. 
All right. Uh, the Denver Nuggets played a picture-perfect first half of basketball, exactly what you wanted to see out of them. They were controlling the game. Nikola Jokic was in his bag. He was the maestro. Joel Embiid was settling for jumpers and wasn't that effective. And then the third quarter happened, and uh, the, the Sixers came out with something to prove. They came out right off the bat, erased the lead that the Nuggets had built up almost immediately, and then the Nuggets just kind of, they started They to, punched back. Denver was actually yeah, up 15 again in yes, the third. After the, blowing the lead, yes. they actually built it again. Yes, and it was, I believe, the end of the third quarter that ultimately turned the tide in this game. Uh, Jamal Murray had a, just an atrocious about three or four possession stretch that just turned, I mean, he was dribbling the air out of the ball. Things that, like, you get complaints about for like bones highland or will barton for like he was just sort of like freelancing um not making the shots and the nuggets got discombobulated and then the most troubling thing of all is that down the stretch nikola Jokic did not show up nikola Jokic uh was passive nikola Jokic got the ball stolen from him more than one time which is things we have seen in the past what has did happened seven to Joel turnovers total Six um, in the second half. Six in the second half. Yeah, that's Nikola Jokic is my favorite human being on planet Earth. But you got it. Like he didn't. He didn't play to the level he needed to today. Yep. He sort of settled in early with a style of play that he kept up the entire way, which worked in the first half. But in the second half and coming down the stretch, the Nuggets looked shook to me. They didn't quite know what they were doing. They weren't playing with confidence. I mean, I think this was an, a, a this is a basketball thing. Like oftentimes we're talking about. The emotional part of it. I think this was a basketball. They couldn't solve the basketball problem yeah. that Philly threw at them. Yeah, which is, you know, it's troubling it, uh, because this is the one of these things where you, you're going to run into this in, for example, a playoff matchup where uh, both teams have solved one another and then you just need your big hitters to hit big, you know. And uh, Jamal Murray was okay, not great today. And Nikola Jokic was pretty good today. But Joel Embiid wanted this so much more, and he really came and he snatched it from him. Like it was uh, not what I wanted to see, but it's what we got. <laughs> it is what we got. Who are you most mad at? I was pretty. F I am pretty f uh, disappointed in Jamal Murray. I am disappointed in Nikola Jokic. I am. I'm not. I mean, I'm not mad, but like Jeff Green was like, "What are you? What are we doing, man?" Yeah. Like, but it's it's are sort you of not like mad because it's kind of expected. Yeah, man. So it's like, is this is this Michael Malone? Like, I don't you know. You can be mad at Michael Malone's bench. I think. Yeah, it, it just his rotation. I I just, but I also feel very strongly that this is like kind of what we saw from the Boston Celtics when they rolled into Ball Arena, or any of these big teams when they roll into Ball Arena. Like, you just lose games on the road sometimes. It shouldn't be expected that you're going to win. Like, we've said this. Like in a playoff series, like you. Ex you expect to lose your games on the road. Home court advantage matters because you're expected to win the games on your home court. The Nuggets played today in a way that, like, if they, they, they showed me that they can beat the 76ers, in, but they also showed me that the, the gap is not what I thought it was between these two teams. That's a good take. I mean, I didn't think the gap was going to be very big to begin with, to be honest with you. I, I will say this. You have to be encouraged by what you saw in the first half of this game, which was Denver just rolling. I really do think this comes down to they got thrown a wrench that they, for some reason, just could not crack that code yep. to that. And I think some of this had to do with 
the, the 76ers rallied back and Nuggets pushed it back up to 15. And I think some of this was, oh, we figured it out. We got over that hump, whatever. And you just get on your heels just a little bit. I mean, I think the Nuggets approached this game like a playoff game. They had the intensity. They built a big lead twice. Yeah, yep. And it was that second one where they kind of just took this emotional exhale. And, you know, Joel Embiid didn't ever take an exhale. In fact, I think he got more ner- Like, he used his nervousness in a positive way because when they got down 15, he started taking shots. He started, like, pressing, and it was a yeah. good thing for him, whereas Denver is kind of like, all right, it's run the clock out time, and it evaporated like that. I am encouraged, though, by Denver and what they were able to do, and I don't think that putting, like, if these two teams match up again, they're going to play each other again here in a month. They match up again. I don't think that P.J. Tucker on Jokic and Bede roaming is going to work again. That is a thing that Denver should be able to solve. It's just disappointing they didn't solve it at all today, tonight. And that's the thing about a playoff series, right? And we know we've seen Jokic in enough of them. He's a gather data adjust guy in a seven-game series. And it's always frustrating in a single-game setting in the regular season when a playoff defense is deployed and it's like, okay, this one, it's rare we see it. It caught him. It caught him off guard a little bit. And I'm telling you, this is the thing that sucks. We were so close to if the Nuggets win this game, yep. to screw everything else. AMB went for 60. If you win this game, yep. you get to say, they took Joel Embiid off of Nikola yep, Jokic. But we don't have it. Which we don't is get the it. ultimate. Well, I mean, you still kind of have it in this one way. It is the ultimate concession. We saw Jokic go at Gobert year after year after year. And the time when they finally said enough. He can't guard you, or he can't guard him. Let's put Boyan Bogdanovich on Jokic right. and like use Rudy this way. It was the ultimate. Cons- Not long after that, they traded Rudy Gobert away because it was a concession <laughs> of we can't do this. It worked for them tonight, and it's a pain that it worked for, for for them tonight in the way that it did. But I do think that there is a silver lining to this, which is even the quote unquote best defensive center, the guy that's like the most like oh he can play two ways. Even they threw the towel on that in the second half. It's sure. just a shame that Denver couldn't find a and way then, to punish yeah, it. Yeah, but then. Then Jokic but was able to take th- advantage of all. You're, yes, you're right. You're it doesn't right. work though. I'm saying I don't think that that is like, oh God, now teams are going to start putting power forwards on you. Like, come on, we've seen this before. This stuff comes in ebbs and flows. Like, but what does <laughs> worry you is the playoffs are all about adjustments, and like that can steal a game. I think Michael Malone is a great adjuster between games. Yep. But I don't think he ever is in games. And this nope. was one that was so clearly like Denver just never cracked that code. Yeah, I do think you got to put Aaron Gordon really in the ball. It really sucks anywhere. losing because of a Doc Rivers coaching adjustment. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that, tough. That, that has me down. That, like, that's a tough really, one to really That's bad, a tough one right? to swallow. It's also just, I mean, in the last two years, you can count on one hand how many times you've seen Jokic straight up unsure of what to do against the defense. and that, It doesn't happen often. And that's so why that's, the fourth quarter was so jarring tonight. Yeah, it leaves a... But hey, man! Like that's exciting. Those are two good basketball teams pulling out. That all was the a stops. great game. A coach making a chess move, and like that's this is what it's about. That was fun, and yeah, I mean, you you do think about long way for both teams to go between now and then. But like, if that was a final series, that yeah. would be a lot of fun. It would also be the worst thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> I mean, it would happen in the finals, so it would yeah. be insane. These two teams match up again. March 27th, quite a long, and Monday night on, kind of a bummer that's a Monday night. March 27th, that's an awful long time from now. It's two months, actually. I said yeah. one month. It's two months, but you know the thing, that game will come a lot closer to the end of the season. In fact, it's only two weeks before the end of the season. That game will carry even more significance and more weight to it, uh, and this time it'll happen in Ball yeah. Arena in Denver, so it should be an interesting one. Let's take our last break. On the other side, we'll get some super chats and tie a bow on this misery of ours. 
Jive Hive, guys. Jive, uh, Jive Hive is such an awesome sponsor yo, because they don't just sponsor our show. No. They're in the chat, in the chat. of our watch along. Jive Hive <laughs> was jiving with us. Yes. They were bringing the vibes up in the chat during the watch along. Shout out to Jive Hive. Uh, if you don't know what Jive Hive is, Jive Hive is a virtual dispensary on wheels. Oh. On wheels. Go to jivehive.com and get your order delivered same day or you can schedule a delivery window uh, jive hive delivers and serves aurora greenwood village monument fount am i saying that right fountain yep fountain, fountain colorado yeah, fountain. okay i don't know if it was fountain or fountain no, fountain, fountain, fountain colorado <laughs> and various areas of el paso county jivehive.com j-i-v-e-h-y-v-e.com it's super convenient you can just be chilling on your couch. Yeah. Go to jivehive.com. Now might be a good time. Get your order delivered. Yes. Post game. Now it, might be a good time. It's the perfect thing to do right before a post game lounge. <laughs> you might want to hit that QR code post haste. <laughs> um, Saturday, you know, you're chilling. Hit, hit up Jive Hive. Uh, they're awesome. A virtual dispensary on wheels. Go to jivehive.com. All right. Let's get to some super chats here. Vote. You want to read them for us? Let's do it. How many do we got? Oh, wow. A lot of people came out. Oh, for I'm sure they're all mighty yo. have thoughts on this game. Ben Mack, friend of the super chatter of the show, uh, bummed about the loss, but my belief in this squad remains unshaken. Yeah, dude, if you are taking big takeaways about the Denver Nuggets and their chances, you are you need to take a step back and you need to look at a bigger picture about that. You need to learn to be a basketball player. I mean, fan. honestly, the thing is there's all the emotional parts of this game, but I'm telling you, the actual basketball part, yes. which nobody ever talks about, is they made an adjustment that Denver wasn't prepared for and Denver got stymied. Denver dominated the first half. They got dominated in the second half with that adjustment, but True. it's not like uh, to me, there's not actually anything outside of that that is like a big takeaway. Maybe who was on the floor with the bench unit, but that's that's no. This is a, this is a big narrative Sometimes game, and the man. narrative got trashed today. No, Denver's bench was also I trashed. Mean, listen, I don't blame anyone for being upset today. You know, it's tough. Uh, B ball of four hundred five. I still had a ton of fun on the watch along shouts. Ultimately, Shout out, this is only one game in January. Nuggets got this. Thanks for hanging. I love I love when at the end of the therapy session. People's refreshed super chats come in. Yeah. You know, for just like, just listen, we gotta flush the toxins. Yeah. This was not good, dude. We gotta flush this and we gotta move forward. Oh, I spoke too soon. Five dollars from a rogue, whatever. Our collapsing issues are why we are still not a true contender. Yeah, second right. best record in the league. We'll see. William Mitchell, ten dollars. Embiid essentially getting fifty and twenty with an MVP moment doesn't nope. help my agenda. Nope. Especially when Embiid was allowing layups. Don't tell them that, William. But I'll still have to have a Nuggets vs. Warriors series in the playoffs, so we'll move. We, we move. move. I'll still we have move. Shout we out, move. William. Shout out, Embiid. Great game by Embiid. Chase Ortiz. That's the top scorer in NBA in the last two seasons. That was a Herculean effort by Embiid. That happens in uh, three out of seven. Doesn't beat this Nuggets squad in seven. Dude, uh, can you imagine a Philly-Denver finals match? I oh, my God. would. Hate love Dude, that so I would much. Like, that would be the toughest two weeks of my life. The top. You think that it was? You think that the you know how narrative, draining that would be? Do you remember what it was like online when we were playing the Portland Trailblazers? Is <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. that like nobody outside of Denver and Portland cared about? <laughs> online will be a barren wasteland of Jeez. toxicity. 
Jack Bailey, five bucks, gonna be a, a very, and I mean very long day on Twitter for Nuggets fans. Just don't True. log on. Jack, it's just, Saturday. Just take the Yo, day off. Go to the Discord. Play yeah. a video game. Go to the Discord. Watch all a movie. All the diehards are in the just Discord right now. delete the app from your phone. For Text that day. girl. Trust me. It's, I'm gonna it's do that, Saturday. I think. Tyrell, Bones shot us out of the game. Jokic only shooting the ball 12 oh, times. The ultimate bummer. Bones was atrocious, and I wanted to see Jokic want it more. I mean, I do agree with the Jokic part of that. Jokic, two or five shooting in the second half. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, like, come on, man. Five? Bones could have been better. I mean, I don't know if I hang he it all on He easily could have been better. Been yeah, better. On, definitely. Man. Bones could have made some more threes. Yeah. Chase Ortiz, again, Jokic needs to step up in big game moment, but this is not playoff Jokic. No one can keep up with our scoring through seven games. Chase is feeling it. This is a big development. Uh, I met Big Namek at the most recent takeover, and he assured me it is, in fact, Big Namek, not Big Name K. Malone to Jeff, <laughs> I can't quit you. I thought the uh, hashtag clown shows were over, but Malone loves being the ringmaster. Weak Jokic game against mismatches, too. Uh-huh. Yep. What are you going to do? Let's see. All right, what do we got next? What do we got next? James Jimmy, three-guard lineup is Malone's problem. Always has been. Bones Jamal, BB with 164 minutes, negative 14 net rating. Bones uh, Brzeke, 169 minutes, negative 1.4 net uh, rating. No comment from me. I'll stay quiet. <laughs> it would have been interesting to see Christian Brown tonight. Would it have yeah, been? it would have. Super <laughs> chat. Would it Super have been? From Traquan. Super chat. Thank you. Chase Ortiz again. Finally, for all those holding Jokic MVP tickets, be thankful this game was in January, not March. That's a whole almost second half of the Ooh, season bro, left. I'm telling you. Hopefully Jokic learns from this big-time moment. I don't know. This, this narrative is going to be tough to overcome. I'm telling you. This is exactly how it swung for Jokic last year. Five bucks from ICCJR99 with the million-dollar question. I think it's the question of the day. How confident are you that the strategy – Philadelphia deployed would work in a seven game series. I'm telling you guys, this is part of why Denver's always in seven game series. (laughs) It's because Michael Malone can never adjust in the game, but always does eventually. And there's only so many adjustments you can make in a a series. And then by the end of it, it's like, all right, now we know what to do. So I'm telling you, I really do think it is an issue that Denver was unable to get a more coherent offense in the second half. But. I don't think it's like, again, Denver will learn from this. I agree. The other thing is P.J. Tucker is a dog, man. Like, P.J. Tucker is a foxhole guy. He's a circle of trust guy. He's a 16-game player. He's a beast, man. Like That's what P.J. Tucker does. There aren't a lot of P.J. Tuckers, too. And that's why Embiid wanted him and said as much before the offseason even started. He's a playoff guy. Gordon Glasner, Glazner, still not sure. Doesn't doesn't matter. (laughs) 14 bucks. Ah, Beep. That is my considered opinion and quantitative analysis. Uh, I still love my nuggets, but ouch. Yep, ouch is right, ouch, brother. Ouch is right. Ouch is right. This right, one dude. sucks. I, we have to sit in it. Oh, I, we're going to sit in it, but I'm going to drown my... I'm going to fill my brain with alcohol. I'm going to go wrong It's good that it's a Saturday. Chase Ortiz is probably going to get a call from his bank. Are these all you? They're going to ask. He's in there again with five bucks. <laughs> five for nine for three. When MPJ is on like that, you let him shoot five oh, of 13 at worst. He'll probably go seven of 13. That's unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, they it's one of my yeah. big things, too. What, yeah, I mean, no, they, he, he MPJ came out on fire, too. and they really did go away from him late. He plays a role in that, too. I really like the way he came out in this game, though. Great. S. Williams. Oh, our homie. Salute to Embiid. He came out to play and showed he wanted it more. Yep. Glad I deleted the Twitter app early this week. <laughs> smartest man. That's smart the smartest thing, man yeah. on Twitter. That's so true. I, um, 
you know, Jokic wanting these, I, do, I am curious to see how he handles the next one. Because I do think that Jokic played a great game in the first half. Like, this wasn't a matter of, like, did Jokic not take this game seriously? He did. I think he got confused by the adjustment yeah. and then never, like, was able to, like, get his rhythm again. But I don't, this idea that he didn't want the game or something, he just came up small. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I think it's more he came up small than didn't want it. Yeah, but it was even, like, the body language in the fourth from him. It was just, like, pretty timid, I felt like. Pretty soft. Um, going to have to solve P.J. Tucker now. Michael Radvesky. The narrative has flipped after this game. It's going to take an Embiid-like killer mentality from Jokic for the rest of the way for him to go three-time. We'll yeah. find out. We'll find out. Boken. Bruce the Juice. Bruce the Juice. Juicing the energy. Juice. Get it? <laughs> I like that one, actually. All right. Bruce, Bruce the, juice. the Juice. I, have, I approve. Doesn't that sound like he's taking steroids? Yeah. <laughs> Benny, don't, 1994. Don't <laughs> Reminding us, you guys, Jokic didn't have a fresh haircut. We're fine. I know, dude. Yo, why? That's how, dude. I he honestly. He does need a haircut really he, bad. He, not only did he not have a fresh haircut, I don't think he, like, showered oh, before the I, game or anything. You know what? I'm just going to say it. The quote about the suits at home, it's a lot more powerful when you, like, I don't know, wash your fucking hair yeah, on the I know, road. I know. <laughs> does he even start wearing suits on the road? Yo. Yeah. That's a legit the, question. How Jokic didn't come out with a fresh haircut? I was. I was on the road. He can't get his haircut on the road. I'm telling you, what do you like? You need a special barber to yes, shave your head. Absolutely, unbelievable. Mike, you, you just go to any barber in Philly and just yes, like, sit shave down your head. And be like, hey, He's like, give me that job. I'm two time MVP. He actually probably shouldn't go to any barbers in Philly. Yeah, that's actually not a freaking way. Are you kidding me? Yeah, uh, Mike Wilson, ten bucks. Wife gave me a hall pass to come watch the Saturday game. I don't think you know what a hall pass means. <laughs> bar looks great, fellas. Thanks for coming to say what's up. Eric, all nuggets are still good. Minus uh, maybe Jeff Green. Mike, sorry I didn't see you, man. Yeah, I, I, I hung out. I, I'm a man of the people. Went and shook his hand, chatted him up. <laughs> man of the people right. who threw right. a fit Wait, he was and stormed tonight? off of the watch Because I, I, I had to go be pass. with people. Peep, peep. I had to go be with the people. <laughs> you, you, I'm glad you were. I'm glad I you couldn't, were. Dude, I I'm could just not joshing, yeah. listen to early cheers for this game. They're I'm with you. That was Unacceptable. Terrible. Boken. Uh, we're going to end. Bosun? Boken? I don't know. We're going to end on a good note here. Thank you guys for the platform and for creating the community. If we don't love each other at our worst then we don't deserve each other at our yoke miss. Beautifully said. <laughs> Yo, hit, the hit the like. Hit the like. We're low on likes. We know you don't like what happened today, but come on. <laughs> what else we got? That's, That's it. it. All right. Hit that outro music, Kale. Oh, man. These do. Uh, do you have more? That's nah, fine. Go for it. It's yeah. fine. That's fine. The, the, the outro song's long. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I want to hear it. No, it's fine. I don't want it. I'll save it. I'll save it for next week. All right. We, I mean, we do have more That's shows fine. next week. Then I guess go one and two on this road trip. They lose to Milwaukee. They lose to the 76ers. They do get the win, though. Thank God they got that, like, oh God, safety Pelican's win. Yeah, win Pelicans that win, man, um, that they almost didn't get. Um, Nuggets in a little bit of a, like, they, we, they were playing their best ball, like, two weeks ago. Right. And a little bit of a guys in and out, like, not a great rhythm here. Hopefully they can establish that. They've got two tough opponents coming in. New Orleans, and then of course Golden State. Both of those games will be tough for Denver as they turn the page. But are these on the road or are these are home? They're at home. Let's go. But haircut. You know what? This is part about being a fan. You get these incredible highs, but you also get these lows. This one to me definitely feels I don't want to say the lowest of the year because we were so like not believing in the team early on, and that was lower. I still, it still may be opening night. <laughs> I believe I, like, I still I, like, it's better now that I believe in the team. They just came yeah. up small for me in a moment when we really wanted it. But you know what? Those are the ebbs and flows. What does Ariana, the good witch, say? Ride the sea of life. The sea of life, baby. We are right now on a major... We're in a right now we're in a nadir. 
Yeah, we really are. <laughs> we're like wiping. We're like surfers just wiping out right now. Oh, bro. Uh, oh, eating bro. some salt water. At least it's Saturday. Thank you guys for hanging out with us, though, here in this Loser's Lounge for an entire hour. Hit that like button oh, for us. Oh, let's anyway. get drunk. We'll see you.